when you receive the word of God concerning your life, you change in form. The Bible says we're seated together with him in the heavenly places, far above principality and power. The minute you see it, you become We're still on our series on the church, hallelujah, which is the place of the word of God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22, it says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Now, we said that to attend means to listen, to pay attention, to give heed, and to obey. Praise the Lord. The word translated attend there means to listen carefully, to pay attention, to give heed, and then to obey. So you listen carefully. Hallelujah. You pay attention to the word. You give heed to it. Hallelujah. That's you listen with intent to do. Glory be to God. Then we go ahead and do it. The word is not supposed to just be heard and not done. And it is the basis of our faith. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Though the word used there is rema. Praise the Lord, which is the spoken word. A word spoken by a living spirit. Praise the Lord. That's God's revealed word for the moment. Amen. When we have the revelation of the word of God and we speak it, that's Rema. Praise the Lord. Or God speaking his word in the here right now. Amen. Now, the, the, the word of God, in the word of God, or the logos of God, which is the written word of God, contains how God prescribed or intends that we should relate with him and with one another. Amen? It is the truth. Praise the Lord. Just like Jesus is the truth, just like the Holy Spirit is the truth, the Father, the truth, amen, himself. The written word of God is light. The Bible says in your light we see light. Amen? It tells us that he says, that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It is through the word of God that we're able to see. We see things, judge them, discern what they are by the word of God. And so if you want to know where you are, go into the scriptures. The scriptures will tell you where you are. The scriptures tell us who we are. And the scriptures tell us where we are in, you know, in relation to where we ought to be in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We are what the word of God says that we are. We are to live the way the word of God says we should live because we are born of God's word. John chapter 3. He said, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listed, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So he says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Now if you back up to the verse before that, he says, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So we're born of God's word. We know that water is indicative of the word of God. Praise the Lord. And so except we're born of God's word and of his spirit, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We're already born of God's word. We're a product of God's word. We believe the word of God, declared it with our mouths. That was how we got saved. Praise the Lord. We received or believed in the word of God. That's how we got saved. We're a product of God's word. Now, when we as new creatures or new creations in Christ Jesus, because when we received Christ and, and gave our lives to Christ, God had re received the right to come and create a new person in each and every one of us. That new person lives a certain way feeds on certain things. There are things that are poisonous to it, to him, and there are things that are healthy to him. There's a way to live when you have gotten saved and there's a way not to live. There is who you are in Christ that's distinct from who you were before you gave your life to Christ. And it's the word of God that tells us and guides us on how to live a healthy Christian life. When we walk at cross purposes with God, our joy will not flow. The Bible says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Amos 3.3. And the scriptures also tell us that the kingdom of God is made up of joy peace, righteousness in the Holy Ghost. So if you want joy, you want peace, hallelujah, you must line up with the word of God. When you see your joy out the door, you're not doing the word. One way or another, you're not doing the word. We are doers of the word of God, not hearers only. And it's to our benefit that we do the word. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, for the love of Christ controls, urges, impels us because we are of the opinion and conviction if one died for all, then all died. Now, he died for all so that all those who live might live no longer to and for themselves, but to and for him who died and was raised again for their sake. So we live our lives now for Jesus. We don't live for ourselves. 
And that's the best way to live. That's the best way to live. Why? Because when you live like that, things work. They work for you. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that, you, that the Gentiles, those who do not know God, seek after will be added to you. All right, let's keep reading. Consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no man from a purely human point of view in terms of natural standards of value. No, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man, yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. So we're not looking at him after the capital son. We're not looking at him who's, who was the brother of James and Joseph and his sisters. Hallelujah. We're looking at him as the king of glory, as the Lord of glory. He says, therefore, if any man is in Christ. He is a new creation, a creature, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. But all things are from God, who through Christ Jesus reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling, restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them. And committing to us the message of reconciliation or restoration to favor. God is not counting men's sins against them. Anybody who comes to Christ, their sins are forgiven. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God making his appeal as if we're through us. We as Christ's personal representatives beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made Christ virtually to be sin. Who knew no sin? So that in and through him, we might become endued with, with viewed as being in and examples of the righteousness of God. Now, you see, he, he used the word virtual, virtually. And when he came to us, it became more concrete. <laughs> the Bible says, he who knew no sin, God made to become sin. That's how the King James puts it. Which means God took all the sin and put it in him and punished it in him. And took his righteousness and put it in us, credited it to our account. And then he came, he didn't stop there. He now came and took away the old spirit and put a new one in. So the hard drive is different. 
You're not the person you used to be. You can never return to the person you used to be on the inside. Your human spirit is saved, delivered, translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. How do we know all this? By the word. James chapter 1. He said, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man walketh not the righteousness of God. He said, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. The word saves our souls. We renew our minds through the word of God. It is the word, you know, when you get born again, what gets born again is your human spirit. Your human spirit affects your soul. But for your soul to understand what your human spirit is trying to say, you see it in the word. Say, okay, this is what he was trying to say to me. Then you move. Oh, this was what he was trying to say to me. I, would, I was so uncomfortable with that. Then you move. Hallelujah. He said, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Let's read this from the Amplified Version. Praise God. For if anyone, verse 23, only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself. Do you know what that means? He's saying that the word we're reading is us. The word that we're reading is us. Whatever the word says to do, when we do it, we are lining up with ourselves. Hallelujah. You know, when, you, when a believer lives contrary to the word of God, they're deceiving their own selves. You know, you know sometimes people tell us, be yourself. How many times have you ever heard that? Somebody tell you that. Be yourself, be yourself. Don't pretend to be somebody else. When God says to us, be yourself, what he means is, show up as what I have made you. Show up as the word. We're not riotous people. Amen. Let, you see, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. So you're not going to go around using, you know, the, you know, uh, be, you know, you know how the world is always cursing all the time, you know? On TV, everywhere they're using four-letter words like it's going out of fashion, you know, like, you know, they're just talking, talking, you know, saying all kinds of blasphemous things. When we are ourselves, we are like Christ. The Bible says as he is, so are we in this world. That's how we ought to be. No matter what the world is saying out there, we are doers of the word. We're not doers of the word as people trying to put on a strange thing. No, this is who we are. 
is who we are. We only pretend when we're trying to be something that we're not. The Bible says that we're looking at our faces as in a glass, as in a mirror. And he says we do it thoughtfully. He says he, says he thoughtfully observes himself. Then he goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. The word is who we are like. And the word regulates our relationship one with another and with God. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it, and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing his life of obedience. If anyone thinks himself to be religious, piously observant of the external duties of his faith, and does not bridle his tongue, but deludes his own heart, this person's religion, religious service is worthless, futile, barren. Now let's read this from the King James. I, I like the King James. I like to go. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Because God is a blesser. The blessing is already at work. I want to tell you something. When you come into Christ, you are blessed. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, in verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. You are blessed. You're carrying a blessing. In addition to it, there is the earthly blessing. When we say God bless you, we're talking about the earthly blessing. Spiritually, you are blessed. The blessing of Abraham is upon you. It's upon you. If somebody asks you how you are, even when you're not feeling good, they'll say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I am blessed. I'm blessed. I cannot be a failure. Have you ever seen a blessed man that is a failure? No. And moreover, God is at work in you. In you and I, God's at work in us. To will and to do of his own good, of his good pleasure. God is in us. He's at work in us. And he says, they that are in Zion, they go from glory to glory. You must have that expectation. And where is it coming from? The word of God. Hallelujah. Bible said that we might be partakers, might be partakers of his divine nature through the promises. So when you receive the promise, you activate it, it becomes a part of your life forever. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That means that transformation is actually a metamorphosis. It's like you move from one form to another form like like the butterfly goes from that you know lava to pupa then pupa to the butterfly it changes in form when you receive the word of God concerning your life you change in form 
The Bible says we're seated together with him in the heavenly places, far above principality and power. The minute you see it, you become it. That's how we look into the perfect law of liberty and we see what God is saying about us. We are blessed with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. That's why the word is vital. Now let's go back to what we read at the beginning. Say, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life to those that find them. And health to all their flesh. Give, listen carefully to my word. Pay attention to it. Give heed. Says the Lord. Say, obey when you have seen me give an instruction to do something. You do it. We see by the word of God. We fly by the word. We're not moved by what we see. We're not moved by how we feel. We're not moved by the noise of the world. We walk by faith, not by sight. Faith, what is the basis of faith? The word of God. Bible said to worship God with understanding. When I lift up my hands unto him that I'm worshiping, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It says, let the lifting up of your hands be as the evening sacrifice. I know what I'm doing. And God said to us, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen.